0: Hey bitches! Welcome to our first episode of the anxiety, the opinions, and the crave for Ice coffee. I'm Charlotte, and I'm Lydia, and we're here to likely cause a problem. All right. We've known each other for what? How long now? Like almost 20 years. That's that's really two, long time. That's two whole decades. That's like a lifetime for some people. <laughs> that's more than a lifetime for some Ooh. people for the youngins. Yeah. For the little children. Yep. There you go. Oh that's my oh my god. From elementary school. High school, college, Ew. now. We were old. We're not actually old. We're still young. Don't still, say that. Yeah. We're spring chickens, if you will. <laughs> Beautiful chicken cutlets. <laughs> so anyways, this is our first podcast together. And like I said, we're likely to cause a problem, mainly because we don't really know what we're doing. We're winging it. I have no we, idea what we're doing. We have faith in each other. That's I, all that matters. And faith in Google. Yes. Very much faith in Google and our one friend who's a sound tech who is going to tell us everything we did wrong after this. So, we- anyway, so on this episode, we're gonna talk about how we were personally welcomed into the Dead Dad's Club. How we got our welcome basket of, of a thousand roses, 25 billion lilies, some stale bread. Yeah, and a ton of lasagna. Yeah, and not enough money to cover the mortgage. <laughs> not enough money to cover anything, actually. No money whatsoever. No money. Not whatsoever. even enough money to buy no Henry. Or anything no pennies so should we before this talk about ourselves a little bit i think we should just like briefly okay so do we... so basically we are both 26 27 something year olds wandering mm-hmm. through life trying to figure shit out doing a subpar job most days i no, i think you need to give us more credit than that no, we'll let them I think... we'll let them give us okay credit. sure no, we'll get the external validation <laughs> Something like that. We're not millennials at all. Um, so yeah, so um, I work in wealth management. I spend my days playing with numbers and money and not people. And um, I'm a distribution manager. So I spend my days getting dirty and disgusting with um, building products. That sounds delicious. No, <laughs> honestly, no, it's horrible. Oh my I smell like a boy. Mm. What are you doing after this? <laughs> it's a secret. No. <laughs> my life is a secret. Oh my God. <laughs> I think you need to start. Okay, so your I was... Dad, your dad died first, so I think oh. it's only fair. Okay, I'll take that. Yep. Um, so I was personally welcomed <laughs> into the Dead Dads Club in 2012. Um, it was that last traumatic year of, uh, of high school. You know, life mm-hmm. was... Very interesting, as it was. Um, And then tossing a dead dad in there. Wow, that really just shakes things up right before exams. Fun. Fun. Even when... So, yeah. So, exam season happening. Mm -hmm. And my lovely guidance counselor was like, you are not writing your exams, Mm -hmm. obviously. And I was already accepted into universities. And I'm like, I need my marks to stay Mm -hmm. in order to keep my acceptance and my scholarships and all this stuff. He's like, yeah, no problem. Then my mother... You'll come to listeners, you'll come to know that we both have very toxic family members, all of them. <laughs> we are not trauma bonding at all. Um, so then my mom decided that she was going to go to the school and talk to the principal, because I, I probably checked out of school for like three weeks, like before oh, really? he passed. And like, and yeah, between it was like probably two weeks before he passed. I like just stopped going. Because he was in the hospital, and I would just go to the hospital, mm-hmm. and then to about a week after, because my mom told my principal, like, "Yep, she's coming back," and if she doesn't come back, like, you can fail her based on what? missed days. Yeah. So she was like, basically, because I didn't want to go back to school. Why would I want to go back to school? Like, I'm preoccupied with crying, and what I was watching Prison Break. <laughs> like nobody's oh, business. No. Oh, my and gosh. that show is so anxiety-inducing as well. Like, I'm sure that was not the best show for you to be watching at that time. Probably not, but <sighs> I don't Get know. too busy. <laughs> it really did. Yeah. I don't know. Have you seen them with their shirts off? Um, does wonders. Um, but yeah, so then basically my guidance counselor more or less told me of the interaction. I mean, my teachers were great. Like he basically put them all in one room and was like, she is being forced to write her exams. Like, I don't know how you guys want to do this. Most of them basically like they knew my last day that I came in and mm-hmm. any content they taught afterwards, they just crossed off. on the exam. So then, or they're just like, if you somehow caught up on your own, like fill in what you can fill in. I passed everything, Mm -hmm. which was fine. And like my one teacher who I thought was going to give me the most trouble because I was, I was very much like, your class clown, mm-hmm. but because I got good grades, teachers were like, what the fuck are we gonna do with this one? Like, yeah. she doesn't stop talking, but she's pulling 90s. Like, what, <laughs> what do we do? Yeah. So then I thought he was gonna give me the most trouble because mm-hmm. I didn't shut the fuck up in his class. And he was the one where he was the most compassionate. And he was like, literally on the exam, just blacked out questions. And really? I think like, say if there was 40 questions on that exam, I answered 17. Did they make you stay in the room for like the full hour or no? No, because it was like whenever you were done, you like got up to go. That was like how all exams were. We weren't in like the gym or anything like that. They were all like in the classroom. Right. Mine were in the class too. (laughs) And I I think we need to like point this out for our listeners. We both grew up in the same town, but went to different high schools. So same elementary school, different high schools. Um, Also different universities, colleges, but in the same town yeah that's right that's right we've always uh lived around the corner from each other uh like actually (laughs) though literally Literally. i think now is the first time where we're actually like kilometers away yeah i think this is it yeah this would be the first time in our entire so weird and so weird but we both made pancakes this morning so it's okay it's fine. Literally twinned all morning. Yeah. So anyway, so then that was the start of like the very traumatic mm-hmm. things that unfolded. And, you know, just trying to deal with that was always tough. So like... Fully transparent, my dad was an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. More or less, that killed him. When he got sick, his body basically shut down, and you know, I think what was I think it was his well, his liver was shot, so that didn't really work. Um, and then so his kidneys went, and they put him on dialysis. But kind of my understanding is like once your kidneys go, like your whole body goes. Mm-hmm. And then he got pneumonia, so then more or less like that just wiped him out. Yeah, because like if your kidneys and your liver aren't functioning, like you can't fight off anything. Even with the dialysis. Mm -hmm. But yeah, and then ever since then, my mom and I... Well, even before then, my mom and I have just been at each other's throats Mm -hmm. constantly. And it's just a very toxic situation. But yeah, so that's how I was welcomed into the Dead Dads Club. He drank himself into there and gave me a stale bread basket. Oh my god. I'm so sorry. Tell me more about your welcome, (laughs) Lydia. Ah, man. So, I feel like most people probably have tumultuous relationships with their parents I am not anything different so my dad and I we actually weren't talking we hadn't been talking for about like I want to say like maybe a year and a half oh wow yeah like we mm -hmm, we like completely stopped talking because I mean there's a lot of stuff that happened like my parents were divorced and you know a lot of things went down, and um, I'm the kind of person where I just all cut someone out. Right. If you're not good for me, that's it. You're Basically, cut. I get it. Yeah. But I respect it. So uh, we hadn't been talking, um, which was my decision. And um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you're the same way, but when I poop, I need to bring my phone into the bathroom so I have, like, something to read. Yeah. So I'm, like, preoccupied, you know, not focused on, like, what's going on. Right. Anyway, so I was at work. This was, oh, my gosh, 2014. Okay. Okay. Yeah, 2014, and it was February, a couple days after Valentine's Day. I was at work, we were closing. I grabbed my phone cause I had to go to the bathroom. Yeah, of course. And I had all these notifications for my email and one was from my dad and we hadn't been talking, right? So I'm like, why is he emailing me? Like, why are you talking to me? Right. So. It's like that ex-boyfriend trying to swoop back yeah, in. Yeah. Safe face. Yeah, exactly. The like, disgusting. why are you trying to reach out? Are you finally going to apologize to me? And probably, which, which <laughs> is probably the funny, probably going on in your mind is like, what are you dying? Well, That's always my assumption when I, I mean, get, like, an ex-boyfriend reach out to me. Yeah. I'm like, are you dying? Is this why you need me right now? Well, honestly, <laughs> I just thought it was like, I'm, I'm going to apologize for everything. That would have been nice. It would have been. Still, I didn't receive one. <laughs> oh, but no. any, anyway. Put that shit to the grave. <laughs> literally. But anyway, you know, life is short. So, as we know. Mm. um, I opened up my phone as I'm on the, the toilet. And basically it was like, hi, how are you? I just wanted to let you know that um, I haven't been feeling that great and I have cancer and it's not good. Okay, happy Tuesday. And I was like, I I reread it probably like six times. And I'm in the bathroom, again, at work. I was, oh my God, how old was I? 18? 18, Yeah. yeah. 19, 18, 19. And I was hysterical. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh my God, I haven't been talking to him and now he's going to die. And And all of the boundaries you just put up for yourself, Mm -hmm. you now have to question every single one of them just because of the situation. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. And it's like, where do you find that compromise? Mm -hmm. And where do you find, what can I do to be involved so that if it it is as aggressive as he's saying and he passes, how do I feel at peace? So he never told me that it was as bad as what it was. I just had like this gut feeling, and my sister, she's an oncology nurse, so like this is in her realm, right? Okay, okay. And so I was like, okay, you know, I'm not gonna worry until she starts worrying, but I just felt it in my gut. Like, I don't know what it was. You're a wizard, you just need so, Literally, have my crystal ball is in order. Mm. Just in case everybody, anybody's wondering, <laughs> um, <laughs> We can see your future at fifty dollars an hour, a uh, hundred actually. Um, ching ching uh, plus tips Ooh. in the form of alcohol. Thank you <laughs> or snacks. Me, I just need iced coffee. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I um, I responded to the email and I told him I was gonna come see him. Okay. So. I Actually, one of my girlfriends went with me because I was like, I don't want to go by myself. Yeah, you definitely need the support in that. Mm-hmm. And so we went there, you know, he lived lived like two and a half hours away. So we drove there um, and drove home in a snowstorm. Oh, lovely. And um, yeah, we had a conversation and it was, I don't know, like just tried to like catch up and I... And I knew, like the kind of person he was, he—I knew he was not going to apologize to me oh for anything. Oh God, that's the worst. He's a very proud individual. So, um, yeah, and then it eventually came out that things were getting a lot worse. He was doing all these different types of treatments, and. Um, Then they found out that it was not only in his colon, but it was in his liver and his lungs. Oh, God. So it was like, okay, it's metastasized. And you are probably only going to have like so long. So he was diagnosed on February 14th of 2014. Okay. Mm-hmm. Happy Valentine's Happy Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Here's some love. Yeah. And he died February 7th of 2016. So he okay. didn't even survive like a full 2 years. Wow. Is that what was is that the timeline that they gave him? So or? they actually gave him less. Oh, but I okay. think that because he was just so like <laughs> like determined and so strong-willed and stubborn, I think that's why he lived okay. longer. You know, that's why I think my mom's gonna live until about 105. Yeah, because of how stubborn she is. She already had three heart attacks. Like, like straight up, my grandma's probably gonna live forever, and she's like the meanest lady in the world. Literally, <laughs> it's, literally, when it comes to the saying of like the good die young. Yeah, I, I think about that, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, is it because they didn't have enough time to yeah. turn into assholes? They, honestly, maybe. Because like, they, if you find like. I don't know if it's maybe... Like, it's definitely the boomer generation, mm-hmm. which are more or less... I know my parents are fallen into the boomer generation. Mm-hmm. They're just assholes. Like, they're narcissistic. Yeah. They have no emotional regulation. Mm-hmm. They are like, it's my way or the highway, which, like, is funny in theory. But mm-hmm. then when they start demanding shit, and then you put up a boundary, they just explode because they <laughs> have no idea what's happening. Yeah. But Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, I was in school so i was in college and um he died during my midterms so you know this is where we can talk about the timing Mm -hmm. because they kind of fucked up the timing on like the rest of our lives especially we were talking about this before our birthdays exactly so my dad's birthday is three days after mine Mm -hmm. and i was named after my dad Mm -hmm. i'm the second born i have an older brother Lydia has an older brother as well. Mm -hmm. You'll you'll come to learn that we don't like our older brothers (laughs) (laughs) and we can shit talk them into oblivion, which Mm -hmm. we will stay tuned. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Just wait. That's a whole other episode. Yeah, maybe the next one. Um... And, um, so yeah, so I was named after my dad, his birthday is three days after mine. So then when he died and Mm -hmm. he died in May, like, and our birthdays are November, Mm -hmm. so like nowhere near, but now every time on my birthday, I get like a good 24 hours of solid happiness. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden I'm like, wait a sec. Yeah. I have to be sad about this now because I get blindsided because all of a sudden I'm like, everything's going great. And I'm like, oh man, someone's got to bring shit up. (laughs) Yeah. So yes, there's, okay. So fucked up so my sister's birthday is on the 4th and my dad died on the 7th and so we thought like cuz he was not doing well and we were like okay hey, he's probably going to die on her birthday and <gasps> the audacity he would have I know to do that. he would have ruined I mean he, like, kind, of did, he like... kind of did but like did <laughs> <laughs> but like to be on the exact same day I know. like just legally change a birthday after I know that. Like, I know Poor can girl. you legally change someone's death date I don't think so but can you legally change your date of birth? I mean, maybe if you're in witness protection. Oh, okay. But I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs of that. If anyone knows anything about this, please let us know because I'm sure there's someone out here that wants to change their birthday, aka me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll still fall into a Scorpio realm, but like I would like another day. Yeah. Like, I'm, okay. So what we were saying, my dad's birthday is eight days after mine. Fantastic. I know. I know and oh my gosh it's just like the worst timing for everything so three days after my sister's birthday and her wedding anniversary is on the 13th so it was like six days before her wedding anniversary all this happened and then like my brother-in-law he's so sweet he like went and got like a cabin for them for their anniversary and then yeah (laughs) my dad played the bagpipes and so they're at this cabin and then for dinner, this lady came in and she starts playing the bagpipes. Oh my God. And then my sister just at the table and she's like, why is this happening to me? And she starts crying. And oh my God, it's very, it was very like traumatic. Poor girl. I feel bad for her. So what I'm getting from both of our, our sides here is that the females of the bunch got the shit out of the stick. Yeah. Did your brother get the shit out of the stick? Cause I don't think my brother did. Honestly, I mean he might have, but like he's not. I feel like like he, he can enjoy his birthday. He can <laughs> definitely enjoy his birthday, but when my mom goes, that's gonna suck because his birthday is a day before my mom's. Mm. He's the fourth, my mom is the fifth, so oh that's God. probably gonna be a little shitty. Yeah, that's very both shitty. Pisces. Oof. Yeah. Pisces. So, <laughs> um, yeah, like my brother. Again, very problematic relationship with this individual. Love him. Do I like him? No. No. But of course I love him because he's my brother. But, oh my God. He did not cope well after he died. And I don't think he's still like really grieved the way he should have. Yeah, I don't think my brother has either. Yeah, because he's like still really angry about things like I feel like he's still in that stage of grief okay where he hasn't like fully and truly accepted it okay and I mean grief also is not linear that's very true right like you're not just gonna be like sad angry depressed and then like once those are done that's it yeah like no you're like yeah you can think that I, I don't know it, it can, goes. In you waves. can bargain it's, you can be angry and then go back to, to bargaining yeah you know like it's not a, a linear thing no so it's kind of like a zigzag like a maze yeah. That's like, i would say it's, yeah it's a corn maze you don't want to get stuck in yeah and then when you do get stuck in it you're you're, you're stuck in it you're mm-hmm. not getting out <laughs> for real actually somebody on my team his dad just died last november and everybody at work has lost a parent Except for him. Welcome to the club. Yeah. Here's your basket. So when he came back to work, I was like, I just want to let you know, um, you are now a part of the dead dad's club. And he was like, what? And I'm like, you've, uh, you've earned it. Here you go. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Which people, okay, so people who don't have a parent that has passed, mm-hmm. they think it's the most morbid thing. Yeah. Like, people who are listening could... to this right now mm-hmm. and they're probably like, why are a? Why are they laughing about this? Yeah. And, like, why are they not crying? Well, you just get a sick sense of humor. You go into dark humor. Yeah, if you don't laugh about it, you go fucking crazy. Literally. And you just turn into, like, a big ball of overcooked spaghetti. No one likes overcooked spaghetti. No and one. And it's, like, day two of overcooked spaghetti. Yeah, like, full on mush yeah do you want that no do you want like a and you don't even get a bolognese with it mm-hmm. you know you get like a cream sauce that's separated from the water ew so disgusting I'm picturing it and it's just ugh. apologies <laughs> in advance um <laughs> so gross so but gross. yeah you have to laugh about it because mm-hmm. realistically like it's been it's been what seven years for you mm. six six for you yeah, so yeah it's been about it's been about nine years I think it's been nine years for me hmm And like for the first couple of years, it was just like, you're sad about it. It's like, it's hard to talk about, but I kind of always had a very sarcastic personality where I just kind of instantly went into the dark humor. Yes. Same. And no one else in my family went into the dark humor. And and then friends, like friends have no idea unless they've like been in the same boat. Mm -hmm. No idea about how to deal with it. And then all of a sudden when you're making like like short shot, not short mm. shot, low blows mm-hmm. at your dead dad, they're like, uh, yeah. but like realistically, you have to laugh about it. Yeah. Because like, like you don't want to be that overcooked bowl of spaghetti, Man. Some, some mushy cream sauce and some Ew. moldy mushrooms. Ew. Yeah. Paint that. That's us like picture. They smell like farts. I remember I had gone back to work, um, after he passed away and we had this customer. And I was in retail, working retail at the time. And we had this customer, she would come in like almost weekly. Right. And I would taken like, I don't know, two two weeks off of work, I think. And um, so she'd come in and she's like, oh, I haven't seen you for a while. Oh my and they God. told me that you were away. And I was like, oh yeah, like my dad died. And I started laughing. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and this lady, she looks at me and she's like, huh? Like, like just stunned. That, that kind of look where she's like, did why? You say why wasa? are you? Yeah. Like, why are you laughing about this? And I said, I know that it's kind of strange that I'm laughing and I don't know why I am. I said, but if I don't laugh, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. And we can't do that in public. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay. She goes, yeah, that's kind of weird. And Oh I'm, my God. Just say sorry for your loss and move on. Yeah. Like- and I was like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I guess it is kind of weird that I'm like sitting here laughing, but then The more people that I talked to that had lost a parent, like, those people were like, yeah, you have to be this way. Yeah. Like, this is totally normal. And then I'm like, okay, I'm not, I'm not not weird. No, you're not the black sheep of... The, of society, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, so, like I said, my dad was an alcoholic, frequent the mm-hmm. LCBO in our in our local small town, and mm-hmm. I, I remember I was not of age at all because I was 16 when he died. I think I was turning 17. Anyway, that year, mm-hmm. I think it was that summer, I was in the LCBO, but mm-hmm. I happened to be with someone of age, mm-hmm. and I'm holding alcohol, and I'm like, I'm gonna get fucked mm-hmm. if like if someone IDs me, like mm-hmm. I'm gonna be so screwed anyway so we go up to the counter or no sorry we're walking around a woman i recognize but i don't know where i know her from other than working at the lcbo Mm -hmm. she comes up to me she's like she's like charlotte hi like how are you and i was like hi and i'm like okay i know your face so i obviously know you but i don't know how i know you and she's just like making conversations she's like do you need help finding something like blah blah blah. and i'm like do i look this confused in an lcbo maybe because i'm 17 yeah Um, and then all of a sudden she goes you know, you're, I miss your dad, like, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, he was in here all the time. And I'm like, yeah, you sold him everything. Like that Drake him into his death, girl. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yes, this would be the breeding ground of my dad's disease. Thank yeah. you so much. And it was just so- It's so lovely seeing you. Thank so you for having you. a hand at killing him. Yeah, please check me out <laughs> ASAP and don't ask questions. Like, yeah. get out of here. But yeah, but another, another thing I wanted to bring up is if you are so, we're located in Ontario, in mm-hmm. Canada. Um, just in case this goes viral somewhere, um, maybe one day. Wishful thinking. Very much so, but we can try. Um, so in Ontario, Canada, mm-hmm. if your a parent passes away, and that said parent was paying into CPP, you get what's called the orphan benefit. Mm-hmm. So that's where you. And be- CPP is Canadian Pension Plan. Thank you. I'm glad you clarified that. Um, so basically, if they were paying into it, you get a part. Uh, you get a part of their pension back. There's documents you got to fill out. Mm-hmm. You get it when you're a minor, or if you're in school up until a certain age. Until you you're get, 25. Yeah, and then you get your your post-secondary education to fill out whatever form it is. Mm-hmm. And then you, depending on how much it is, it's like two, three hundred bucks a month, depending on like how many siblings there were that are applying for it, and yeah. like the surviving spouse gets some as well. So, anyways. I had another friend who Mm -hmm. in the same boat the dad had passed away. This was like years before mine and we're just running errands Mm -hmm. and she's like, Oh, I need to go to the bank. I need to put in my dead dad check. (laughs) Same personality traits (laughs) laughing about it. And I was like, what do you, why do you get a check? Like what? Yeah. I'm just assuming it's like the life insurance payout. Mm -hmm. But then I'm like, no, she's younger than me and I'm only 17. So like you don't get those life insurance payouts until you're about 18. Right. So then I was like, Oh, and I started asking questions. And that's when I found out about the orphan benefit. And I was like, oh, like, that's cool. When the hell do I get my money? Uh-huh. Like, what? And so I remember I went home and I asked my mom that day. My dad had been dead for, like, close to a year at this point. Right. And and I asked her about it. She's like, yeah, you get those checks. And I'm like, well, my bank account begs to differ. I got 46 cents in there for the last, like, calendar year. Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: what? Yeah. And she goes,
0: well, yeah, because... You don't have, like, because obviously I'm in school. I didn't have a job, so I was playing hockey competitively. So at one point, my parents said, you either get a job or you play hockey competitively. So obviously I picked hockey because why do I want a job? I don't. Even now, still don't want a job. Amen. But I have bills. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, Girls got to eat. And um, so then I, I asked her, and she was like, well, you don't have any money, so I have to keep paying for your stuff. Like if I need new clothes or she started saying how about like how she has to feed me because apparently when she decided to make the decision to have children, she forgot that that cost money. Um, And so she was cashing my checks. So fucked up. And I called and it took me probably like months Mm -hmm. until I was able to figure out where you can like go online to the portal. They Mm -hmm. had the portal thing back then. I don't really know how well it worked. And I can get them direct to positive. And that was the only way that I got my money. Could she, like, not get in some sort of shit? Because that's fraud. I think because... I think what she was doing, Uh if... if it, if I'm thinking of it correctly, we have, like, um, bank accounts at certain institutions. Right. And because we live in such a small town, mm-hmm. if I go in, like, say I have children, and I know Betty at the counter, and I right. say, like, hey, Betty, this is my daughter's check. Like, I'm just going to cash it for her and give her the money. And, like, this was, like, back in 2012 where, like... I worked in the banking industry, mm-hmm. rules didn't really tighten up for a long time. Yeah. So like, and if you knew your customer and if you if you know all these certain things, there's like a like a little rule book basically. Mm-hmm. Where if you meet these certain parameters, you can get away with kind of doing like shit like that. Or when you're under 18, you have bank accounts where your parents are your co-signers or they have authority right. over it. So yeah. if anything, she was just putting it into the account and then cashing it out. Oh my god. So then like there's a- loopholes. So then, yeah, I, would, I had to basically go over her head to the government just to get a check that was coming in my name. And yeah, so so this is serves as a reminder, if you just got welcomed into the dead dad's club or the dead mom's club, yeah, fill out your CPP paperwork. Dead parent club. Dead parent club, we'll go with that. Mm-hmm. Fill out your CPP paperwork. If you need help, feel free to ask us. Mm-mm. Internet's a great source. Not me, because I had a horrible time okay feel free to ask (laughs) charlotte (laughs) um i go straight into like you know robot mode when it comes to that stuff Mm -mm. i like get stressed and i shut down and i think that's also like another reason why because i didn't claim mine we were talking about that for like a really long time and that was more so because i felt guilty by like benefiting off the fact that he died, which I just, I don't know. Personally, I was like, oh my God, I feel horrible. Can't do that. I feel like I'm a murderer. No, you're not a murderer. I know, clearly I'm not. But like, you know, I listen to so many true crime, like podcasts and everything. And it's like, what does the wife do or the husband do after their partner dies? They go and they like get their life insurance policy. And I just felt like, oh my God, I'm a murderer. So clearly wasn't. But... (laughs) Um, yeah, that's like one of the reasons why it took me so long. And I mean, whatever, it's really not that much money. It's like 200 bucks. Literally. It's not a like, month. Yeah. Was it a month or was it, I got or was on it a like monthly basis? I can't remember it's been so long and i only did it i think i only filled it out for like two years i didn't do it for my full like education oh okay yeah because um i just couldn't be bothered it was just so much paperwork and i found it so triggering yeah that i was just like "Mm, i can't i can't sit here and continuously like call the government about because they screwed something up they like weren't paying me or I can't remember. Um, and I had to continuously call them. And oh be my like, God. you know, this is like an error on your part. You need to rectify it immediately. And to get the, to get the CRA to do anything. Oh my God. Just, my voice just cracked. <laughs> <laughs> just like absolutely brutal. But um, yeah, it was a huge pain in the ass. And that's part of the reason why. I didn't, um, make sense. Yeah. I even remember when, so when I went to university, cause you have to get that form filled out if you're over a certain age, I think it's when you turn 18 or when you turn 19. Yeah. One of the two. And so basically you have to get your school to fill out that mm-hmm. yes, you're still in, in school so you can still receive this benefit. Yeah. Um, and I remember I had to get my dad's SIN number. Yes. And I remember my mom refused to give me my dad's SIN number. So <gasps> I had to go, I happened to go home whatever time it was. Mm-hmm. I had to look through cause we kept everything. We had like a filing cabinet in the basement. Mm-hmm. I had to rifle through the filing cabinet to find, Find a tax return to get his SIM number and to this day I still have my dad's SIM number mm. in my phone like mm. saved as a note just in case yeah because chicken chicken sorry the chicken's barking the chicken is barking <laughs> that's my dog she's she's uh 50% chicken nugget and 50% adorable I would go with 60% adorable I totally, 100% adorable. Yeah. She's super cute. She's so cute. cute. <laughs> no, she's a good chicken. She's laying there now. She's fine. She's a good. as a squirrel. She's a good little chicken. You know what? She, um, she's a guard dog. She, All eight pounds of her. She, <laughs> she's, uh, she's a full on guard dog. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh my God. Yeah, man. Fuck. Fucking, fucking parents. Yeah. So they have to die. (laughs) So as you can tell, where we said we're going to probably cause problems Mm -hmm. is, so on our podcast, we're going to talk about a lot, a lot (laughs) words are hard (laughs) they are hard Um, so on our podcast you're gonna find that we talk a lot about our families um, about our specific experiences with our families, Mm -hmm. we're gonna talk about kind of how toxic they are, the boundaries that we've kind of learned, gaslighting and you know we're also gonna talk about um, we're gonna segue into the uh, to the men that we've dated and some funny stories. There's some, gonna be some triggering shit in there as well, but we'll give a trigger warning, you know, just so you don't listen to it and get blindsided because we have been blindsided enough in life. Oh my god, <laughs> that okay. we don't need to share that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, And then also um, the point of, you know, one of the points we want to bring up is that, you know, we are talking about sensitive topics and we realize that we are kind of just like literally laughing our asses off about this, Mm -hmm. but we do want to, you know, not come across as serial killers, but as like empathetic human beings. We are not doctors. We are not therapists. We are just regular humans. We literally have no professional training whatsoever. (laughs) I mean, I do. Okay. That was was my education, but like, I'm not in that field call Lydia um (laughs) but don't (laughs) because I'm not in that field because it does not pay enough oh my gosh um so we also want to we want to add in, you know, some resources. So if you kind of mm-hmm. are finding yourself in the same boat for the first time and this mm-hmm. is very new and everything's very triggering, we want to, you know, give you give you guys some resources, you know, give you find yourself a, a grief group if that helps, you know, mm-hmm. make sure you have a support network. And make sure your support network is not your toxic mom gaslighting you every time there's a problem because you have feelings. Oh my god. <laughs> or your toxic brother who throws shit at you <laughs> because you're also grieving. Um, So, you know, your friends and family, they could be your your best friends or they could be your worst enemies. So being self-aware enough to know Mm -hmm. who's the perfect person to talk to. Mm -hmm. And also when you're, when you're kind of venting and you're kind of just, you're, you do lay a lot onto someone and you know that you are, Mm -hmm. just remember you're not a burden when you're doing that. And also like find a good group. Like, you know, some people, family is great. Others, No family is no bueno. Mm, touché, <laughs> touché. You know, get a good therapist. There's nothing wrong with going to therapy, mm-hmm. especially having that, like, objective view. Yes, it's, sometimes it's great to have somebody who's unbiased. Yeah. Like, when you're talking to your best friend about everything, obviously they're going to agree with you more or less mm-hmm. 90% of the time, especially when you're in, like, a fresh new welcome basket. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not going to be like, hey, I think you're being a little selfish or you're a little offside. They're going to yeah. be like, yes, burn the house down mm-hmm. with them inside. Do it. Um... For legal purposes, we are joking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Please do not burn anything. Please don't. Um, but, yeah. So that's that's more or less where we're at. And so the following episodes will be dicey. Maybe a little problematic. Full of entertainment. Uh, my favorite thing that has been told to me is you survived 100% of your bad days. So... If we can get through some really, really shitty times in our life, we can get through anything. So just keep that in mind. You've survived 100 percent of your bad days. You can keep going. And uh, friendly reminder: unclench your jaw and drink some water. And drink. Dehydrated house plants. Yes. Hydrate and hydrate your house plants. <laughs> Amen. Look at they're dead. They're oh. dying. They're dying lydia needs to hydrate her his plants i do i'm a bad mom yeah. well thanks for listening we hope you stay tuned yeah enjoy um stay safe out there wash your hands wear a mask and um yeah have a beautiful day bye bye Ciao.